have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the thoughtful Glenn Stansberry. Oh, Brian. What, uh, what made you call me that? You know, what, what did I, I just deserve that. I sat here for, for five seconds and I thought, what what <laughs> word would describe Glenn? Oh, so just like stream, stream of consciousness? Stream of consciousness, kind of. I didn't think about it too much. You know, because if I, you know, if I thought, would have thought about it too much, then it, it might have been. I would have rethought it, maybe. Well, yeah, you, you but, talk yourself out of these things pretty easily. Yeah, kind of do, but I, I don't. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Well, good. Yeah, good. Well, thank I think, you. I think you're a thoughtful guy. You do? I do. I think oh. you're a thoughtful guy. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to describe you, actually. So. Well, thank you. Um, I think I kind of hit that one out of the park. Okay. Yeah, especially if it only took you like five seconds. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the best. I mean, five seconds of my life. Great ROI. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Prolific. Uh, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so anyway, Glenn, uh, Mr. Thoughtful Glenn Stansberry, um, <laughs> speaking of being uh, the best five seconds of our lives, we are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, we are co-founders of this site. It's a little fun site. It's called Gentleman.com. You can yes. go over there. You can uh, laugh, you can cry, you can learn something, you can uh, make your, make, hopefully, we hope, what we hope is that your, your life will be somewhat enriched in some way. And, and there's a lot of different ways you could be enriched by this, this little site we like to call gentleman.com. And uh, so go over there, check out gentleman.com, browse around, click some things. Uh, and then once you've done that, um, the next thing you should probably do uh, and we, we're not trying to put impose any rules there's on no you. There's no pressure. No, there's no pressure or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, not at all. Mm-hmm. But um, we'd really like it <laughs> if you if you went over to podcast.gentleman.com and over there you can check out some of the previous beers we've rated. You can check out the links that we're going to talk about in this podcast tonight. You can also um, listen to 157 previous episodes mm-hmm. of the Gentleman Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might be interested in that. Uh, trying to be a little humble right now. Mm-hmm. I know you're interested. Uh, yeah. I mean, how could they not be? Yeah. You're interested. And so, yeah, anyway, so you can do all that stuff on podcast.gentleman.com. And uh, once you've done that, uh, you're going to want to get in touch with me and Glenn. There's just, I mean, let's not, let's just cut to the chase here. You know what I mean? We've seen this before. Uh, <laughs> Look, straight talk. <laughs> You're gonna want to get a hold of this, and 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 that's fine. <laughs> this uh, we, show is getting weird. We we uh, we've, we've already worked all this out. Yeah, we, yeah. it's it's like a funnel. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, it's a marketing you, funnel. You start at gentleman.com. Right. You move. You get a little bit more into it, right. and then you're at podcast.gentleman.com, <laughs> and then you're emailing me and Glenn. There's the payoff every day. That's right. <laughs> every day, and we have honed this funnel. That's right. It's, it's perfect. Yep. It's uh, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad if you want to email me and Glenn. See, a lot of people use these funnels. Or, I'm sorry, not email. Get in touch with us. Right, right, right. Get right, in right. touch with right. me and Glenn. A lot of people use these funnels for like monetary gain. Yeah. 
Not us. No, no, no. We've we, gone beyond money. We use it to spend money. <laughs> right, <is> what, right. <laughs> what we the... would love to send you a postage card. That's right. Uh, so the point is, um, yeah, we. so we would love to hear from you, and you can send us a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, where we will get your letter. We will stick it up on the hall slash wall of fame, which we know is the hall of fame. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about the Gentleman Podcast. We will discuss it. We will... Uh, probably send you something back in return depending on the tenor and the tone of your letter it could be something good Mm -hmm. or something great Mm -hmm. those are your options those are your options um and so but failing that if you if you need to get in touch with me and glenn uh and you don't want to send a letter we get it look it's the modern times you know what I mean? This isn't Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. This is the modern times. And so, um, you know, if that's the case, then you can send us an email at howdyagentleman.com. We'd love to hear from you either way, uh, preferably via the gentleman mailbag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the email's fine. Mm-hmm. Email's fine, too. Uh, so anyway, uh, get in touch with us if you can. And uh, Glenn, it's time now for the media episode, which is the drink of the week this week. And uh, what what did you bring over this time, Glenn? I, th- I think this is this is gonna be this is gonna be good. <sighs> this is gonna be, this special. Gonna be a good one. Yeah. So this is special to me personally. Oh, okay. a friend of mine opened a brewery in Kansas City. Oh, that that is special. Uh, yeah. My buddy Courtney, she opened a brewery called the Service Brewing uh, Brewing Company, <clears throat> and it's. Uh, you know, like any friend, you want to be supportive. Of course. Um, and so I went, they've only been open a few weeks. And um, so I went and took my family and we, my wife and I had a, a, a beer and um, they actually also serve uh, craft brewed uh, soda pops. Oh, wow. So the kids had soda and we had these beers. It's and a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. So family friendly brewery. It's It's small, but it's it's great. So if you're in Kansas City in the Shawnee area, go check out the Service Brewing Company. Um, we had a flight of their beers. Uh, the thing I, I'm really impressed about this brewery is that Courtney managed to like enter a really saturated market, and she has put her own twist on these on beers. So, so they're not normal beers. They're not. You're not gonna get like a straight up ale. You're not gonna get a straight up uh, stout. And which which is what we're. Um, we're going to be reviewing today. We, I had this um, beer. It's called the Rise Up Belgian Waffle uh, Stout. And what it is, it's a milk stout. Okay. And it's 7% alcohol. Okay. I don't know what the IBUs are. I could ask her, actually. Well. Uh, I may do that. Um, that seems unnecessary, given that we're both beer sommeliers. That's right. We'll, I mean, we'll be able to suss this one out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, now, here's the real kicker. This is, I was talking about this to Brian. This is kind of like a, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to buy this beer more, more, more than likely. If you went to the brewery, you're not going to be able to buy this beer. Oh, okay. Gotcha. In in a can form. Yep. Um, This is kind of like a limited run. Um, She only has so much capacity. So this is kind of a once a, once in a blue moon, you're never going to see this thing again. So basically you're screwed. Right, right. So I'm sorry. We'll just you're just gonna have to live vicariously through us. Yeah. Right. Um, so the we, one of the things we we factor into our ratings is price, and we're gonna have to probably throw that out the window because this was a four pack of Tall Boys for twenty dollars. So kind of pricey, but yeah. um, uh, once in a 
Yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to, to buy this again. Look, so. uh, what's that saying, Glenn? Uh, YOLO? Yeah, YOLO. That's what the kids you, are saying. You only live once. You, so only, you, you, only, you only get a milk style once, so. So you might as well have a Belgian waffle milk style. That's right. Um, I'll, I'll, let me, let me just. Now let me ask the you The mood something. light here is. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, it's yeah, fine. So, I can. Um, what were you going to ask me, Brian? This is, uh, well, first of all, I, I really like the packaging on this can. It's, yeah. um, it's really well done. Mm -hmm. It's uh, well designed. But I was curious about the name. Is this, is this her last name? Yes. Sir, it's oh. pronounced Service, but it looks like Cerveus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Service. Okay. Um, and I call her Cervezas. Okay. Cervezas, yeah. which she doesn't like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, the, brew, uh, the beer is got flavors of chocolate and coffee. And uh, this is Sweet Stout. Um, trying to read this with very low light here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, oh, hints of vanilla, there's lactose and maple syrup on the nose. Yeah, okay. So, well, I'm excited about this. I'm interested in it. Let's, let's fire this open and see where we're going. Ooh. Oh, okay, I thought I was going to spread this over. What we're running with here. Right. It's been really interesting hearing Courtney talk about what it takes to open a brewery and like mm -hmm. her. I mean, she's great at, at doing what she does, and um, uh, she's done like craft brewing for a long time, but yeah. has really taken the plunge here. And I just did an awful pour of this. Uh, going for uh, going for the gusto here. Going for the gusto and doing a doing a uh, a full on commercial brewery. That's right. Operation. That's yeah. a, That's a huge undertaking. That is. Uh, that's pretty cool. Hmm. All right, Brian. Well, I got a little bit of too much head here, but we'll 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 make it work anyway. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Man, it's, it's sweet, but I like it thick. Though. Yeah. You know, sometimes it stout could be sweet. Yeah. And it's not good, but this is I I like that maple syrup kind of. Man, there's just a little bit of everything in there. That's a very good stout. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you. I, I'm going to be fully transparent here. I'd never had any of your beers before, and so like, I was a little like... show up, and it's like, oh, I've got to... What are we going to... Yeah. It, you know, what, what's, what's right. what are we rolling with here? What am I going right. to choke down? Yep. And man, all the beers were solid. Um, so it's this is a unique. Like, you're not going to... Yeah. It, it's a... It's a... One-off. I don't well, want to say weird. It's just unique right now right it is but in six months that's right this could be all over the u.s that's right mbev's gonna buy the yeah. service brewing company you, yeah you i mean you could be enjoying the rise up you might be in the outer uh, reaches stout uh in uh illinois yeah in absolutely new york in new york in key west baton rouge yeah yeah key west absolutely yeah um so she has a lot of beers that would fit in with the Key West vibe. Some oh, good. floral beers, good. some mm -hmm. you know, sour beers, you know, stuff like that. So Okay. Well, Glenn, um it, it's that time. <laughs> what, what time is it, Brian? It's time for the MTS computer to weigh in. Yes. On the Rise Up Stout from Surveys. Service. Service. Like service. Uh service. Yep. Bottle uh, service. Brewing company. Yes. Uh, and the thing about this, though, is that, you know, the MTS computer uh, is uh, outside of 
the realm right. of what we think about it. But we always like to, you know, we always like to give our opinions on it. Right. It's cold and feeling. But, you know, the, the mustache twist scale computer is really going to have the final say yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really nervous for Courtney. Well, uh, the mustache twist, the mustache twist computer mm-hmm. is the empirical, infallible, unbelievably accurate mm-hmm. uh, scientific computer that we wrote, that we built uh, that will take an algorithmic uh, Bitcoin blockchain based approach mm-hmm. with machine learning mm-hmm. to rate this beer. Uh, but it's going to come up with a scientifically unbelievably accurate score. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, Glenn. Um, Gosh, there's a lot on the line. There is a lot on the line. I mean, this is a new brewer. This could make or break her, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, want to be is, too, you this know. Is what, this is what... Uh, dreams are made of. Right. What is the MTS computer going to say right. about this Let's, beer? I don't know. I hate to use, you know, hyperbole and all, you know, but this is, this is big. This Look, is big. I, I was thinking about this, you know, and uh, I think that it's almost hard to talk about the MTS computer in normal words. And so sometimes we make up words. <laughs> like, <laughs> like emphatical. Right. You know what I That's mean? That's a good one. Yeah. Emphatical. Um, but it's almost Flojo. It's almost unbelievably tragical. <laughs> when you think about it, because it, we're, we're, you know, we have this this right. computer system that's so beloved by so many people. So, anyway, Glenn. So yeah. if you were if you were gonna if you were gonna put a, a rating on this beer, oh, like my own personal rating, your own personal okay. rating that doesn't matter at all. Okay. Well, if it doesn't matter at all, then I'm just gonna go eight point five. You're gonna go eight point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I like this is a good deal. It, the other thing I like about this beer, Brian, it's it's high alcohol content, and you can't tell. It's just so smooth. I'm 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 weighing all the the details. The flavors are, are yeah. There's probably like seven IBUs. <laughs> Courtney's gonna probably have a good weigh in on how many IBUs there are. Yes, I feel like she would. But um you can tell her the rest easy that we're <laughs> official beer smolliers. So if you don't already know, you have seven IBUs in the uh, Belgian waffle style. Yeah, so um you said eight point five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get this an eight point seven, I think. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Woo! No, I, think I think this is a very good stout. I like the that maple syrup flavor that's maple. something that could go horribly wrong could be terrible you know tragical yeah systematically mm-hmm. unsustainable <laughs> just throwing all the words out there but instead it's not okay mm-hmm. so glenn okay so you said 8.5 i said 8.7 but you know what it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day we got to type all these facts into the mustache twist scale computer mm-hmm. and see what it has to say mm-hmm. about this situation here yeah the, the price is really hard to that's the real, you know, I might've gone a little higher, but I think that the, you know, I'm, I'm relatively confident mm-hmm. that the, uh, machine learning algorithmic approach, right. with the blockchain technology, uh, will take into account that it's a one-off, you know, kind yeah, of yeah, year yeah, yeah, from yeah. a small brewery right, 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 and right, that right, right, kind right. of factors all in. Yeah. So anyway, the point is, okay, Glenn. So, um, let me type some facts in the MTS computer sure. and then we'll figure out what's what here. Sure. This is a... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Okay, so let me know and I'll type it in. Okay, Okay. this is 7% 
alcohol by volume. Yep. Okay. Got. Okay. Okay. okay I got that. We're gonna say seven, eight IBUs. Uh, I would say eight point six. Eight point six IBUs. Okay. Eight point six. Yeah. Let me get that. Okay. Yep. I got that. This is a sweet stout, and okay. it's uh, also yep. used as a base for many fun adjuncted stouts. Obviously. Right. So okay. that makes and that's sense. that's the first thing I noticed. Dang. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna use this for the, adjuncted stuff. A stouts. base, yeah, yeah, a base for other stuff. Yeah. So Courtney's got it all figured out. All right. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, features of vanilla, lactose, and maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love me some good lactose. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. And all right. So uh, yeah. All right. That, that's all I've got. Oh, and the price was uh, twenty dollars for a f- for four pack of Tall Boys. That's yeah. That's probably the most expensive beer we've rated ever but it might be like we said it might be like we said this is a this is a craft beer kind of i mean this is a special world right that we're stepping into this, Glenn. yeah this isn't like you know it's almost like did you get a promotion or something right, how did you right. pay for right. well my, my brian i was feeling saucy <laughs> i was I, sometimes you just gotta splurge i bellied up to the you counter know? and i said give yeah. me your finest stout right and she did and they did yeah so okay all right well, let me let me go get this uh <clears throat> let me go with this purport i can i can tell that the mts computer has printed this thing off mm. and uh so let me i'm, I'm excited about this let's see where is where this is gonna be okay oh i'm nervous i'm nervous for it's courtney I, I, uh, it's a lot of power oh yeah, like your friends with her and everything. I know. So, I got, you know, I, I, know. I see her all the time. And and the, but the MTS computer is like, people have anything to do with it. Right. You know, but will, will she yeah. understand? I mean, yeah, I, just, I, I just... I don't know. I mean, it's... I, oh. I can pull off the, the assembly and show her the algorithm. You're just going to have to... You just have to... I just can't look. Right? You just okay. Have to, I'm let too me, nervous. All right. Let me see what we're coming up with here. This is unprecedented. Unbelievable. But it's gonna be empirically accurate and mm-hmm. hopefully not tragical. <laughs> Untragical would be Untragical. best. <laughs> uh, the MTS computer comes up with an eight point six. Whoa, that is a fantastic so, rating. That is a good. That rating. is a high rating. We've we've not yeah. had a rating that high in a while. Yeah, it has been a while since we've had a rating like that. So an eight point six is a super high rating from the MTS scale. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's that's a good score. Yeah, not, they, not too bad. Uh, wow. Okay. I feel good. I feel good. Also, one more thing. One more parting thought. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got a great logo. Somebody... Yeah, I, they I, do. I don't know who... Yeah, I, I like their design. I like it a lot, actually. They're... Uh, Courtney, Courtney knocked it out of the park. That's the logo right there. It's kind of small in the can, but... Yeah. Um, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah? Yeah. I'm into it. That's really cool. Wow. Right. Well done, Courtney. Courtney Service, everyone. Well, that's great. Service so, Brewing Company. Uh, so that's a local, unique brewing company yeah for now right but you never know when there's going to be one right down the street from you and so. you know you know we get all these companies that ship beers to us right mm-hmm. and it's like yeah yeah we'll rate your beer but we right. have no like personal you know well it's not us rating it it's the mts computer well we set it up right, right? We, yeah we got a punch in the numbers well it's a empirical emphatical i'm just saying this rating is, this is the know? first time it's been real for me you know like i'm uh, this must be what every every brewery feels like when we yeah when we do this so it's a you know well but anyway I, Glenn, do. I don't want to get into that i don't want to talk about this too much let's let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so that's a good idea brian all right well first up we're going to talk about a remarkable story yeah this is this is really this is a remarkable story uh and it's posted by on your keister on your keister 
you know, despite what his his uh, name may lend you to believe, he is not on his keister. Mm-mm. He is out. He's standing up. He's standing up. Going and finding great standing stories. desk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, posting lots of great content, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And this is um, no different. It's a story from Alice Obscura, and it's about. It's titled "The Remarkable Story of a Woman Who Preserved Over Thirty Years of TV History." Yep. And this is a story about Marion Stokes' personal recordings that she personally made over the course of 30 years. And basically, so Marion Stokes, in the late 60s and early 70s, was a producer um, in television for Mm -hmm. a show called Input. And it's a Sunday morning talk show in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. where they got together political leaders, academics... Community activists, and it's just a way to like kind of have a forum yeah. that brought a lot of thought and um, you know a way to, to different perspectives, perspectives, and, and mm-hmm. debate ideas. And it was really you know like a like a what's, what I would hope gentleman is for a lot of people. Yeah, right, absolutely, right. All right, yeah. so a positive force in her community. Mm-hmm. So she understood the power of TV as a medium, yeah, for uh, social change and just as a powerful medium to like teach and. Um, uh, just give people insight of what's yeah, going on in the world. Have an open dialogue. Yeah. About stuff. yeah. So she decides, you know what? On November 4th, um, the Iran uh, hostage crisis was going on in yeah. 1979. Right. And so um, she decided to record it. And then she decided, you know what? I'm just not going to stop recording. I'm going to record everything on TV. Mm-hmm. And so she had a Betamax. Okay. Um, and just started recording. Uh, Gosh, what do you? Uh, via, it's not. What, what is the the medium for? Bit, what do you? I don't know. Well, cassettes. Cassette, okay, yeah. Vi- yeah. Cassette after cassette. Cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of TV shows, um, around the clock, and mm-hmm. she had like her family help her, and and so anyway, this comes up because they're actually creating a documentary about Marion Stokes and her tapes that are now becoming digitized by the Internet Archive, and it's going to take them forever because there's seventy one thousand. VHS and Betamax tapes. Wow, that's incredible. Um, but th- this yeah. is really important because a lot of people think, you know, and the article talks about this, a TV station probably has, like, recordings of all the stuff that they've done over time. And, mm-hmm. and the, the truth is, is that during that time period in the 80s and the, the 70s and probably even later, uh, before the digital world kind of came up, mm-hmm. uh, they would just erase stuff to make more room mm-hmm. on the same tape, like yep. like you used to do back in the day when you had a VHS recording, right? Right. And you ran out of tapes, and you're like, I gotta, re- I gotta record over something. I need to watch this episode of Cheers, right? Uh, oh, gotta, yeah. what do I record over? Yeah. Uh, right. So America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, what are we gonna? Right. What's gonna yeah. take the, exactly. the knife here? Yeah. So, but yeah, she had. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of television stations didn't actually have archives of stuff so yeah. she has she basically hand curated yeah uh 71,000 tapes worth of archives for uh television content that was going on so i'm excited this is this is incredible i uh yeah that's really cool i mean I, I i'm looking forward to this i'd i'd love to to watch some of this stuff from from the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s that she uh archived for everybody yeah. so that's really cool and it really became her life's work so so yeah it should be really cool to to check this out um and i think this is like ongoing right now this thing is happening right now they're trying to get all this stuff on into the internet archive so yeah they're they don't give a date when they think it's going to be done um but 
in 2013, I think, is when they started the conversation of handing over these tapes. Yeah. It, um, it's pretty interesting. In the documentary, they um, or in this article, they talk to the some family members, and they talk about, you know, anecdotes about, like, having to leave dinner early. Like, they're at a restaurant. They had to leave dinner early to, like, swap out tapes to make sure nothing <laughs> didn't miss recording. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Well, that's somebody that's dedicated to, yeah. to doing something important for... Uh, for themselves and mm-hmm. and the society, so that's that's pretty cool. But uh, well done, Marion. Yeah, no kidding. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's move on to the next post, which is something from our old and good friend Jordan. Jordan, which is called uh, "Pro Dumpster Diver Makes Thousands Off Americans Retailers," mm. uh, and that's kind of that's an interesting title, very provoc- provocative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the proof is in the pudding yes as i like to say and uh this this is most certainly the case uh matt malone is in i want to say he's an engineer by day i'm gonna say he is he works for security he's a security specialist for a consulting firm so he's a consultant by day Mm -hmm. matt malone is but um one of his big passions is dumpster diving and right. a lot of people think of dumpster diving. They think about you know going into uh, a trash can behind a restaurant, a restaurant, yeah. or you know going through you know something. But uh, Matt Malone uh, took an entrepreneurial view of this whole thing, and he started going to companies. He started he started checking out companies. Okay, so this is, is a little bit of a different take on it. The, he's he. He started to kind of like create this system about how he can go to, um, for instance, let's let's say like Office Max. Right. So Office Max has stuff that they throw away mm-hmm. um, because it's been discontinued or it's been returned, and mm-hmm. they can't do anything with it, and they just throw it out in their tra- in their trash. And um, he goes in and finds this stuff and then resells it, mm-hmm. and it's a complete supplement to his income uh in a huge way i mean he makes a good chunk of money right off of his consulting work that he does but he figures out that he works or he makes more money per hour doing this work than he does for his consulting firm which is right he's a six figure yeah pretty incredible um and he got started down this path because he was uh he was actually doing this security work for somebody, and one of the ways that you can do that uh, to to kind of find people's vul- vulnerabilities is to <laughs> dump in their trash and <laughs> try to see what you can find in their trash. Right. And within a couple of months, he was able to find a ton of dirt on the company that he was supposed to be checking out, and it was all part of his consulting work. Uh, but while he was doing that, he also thought, well, maybe I should check out some of these other dumpsters that are around here and why not here so that got him started down this whole path of uh going through companies trash to find things that people throw away and the really interesting thing about this article is that uh we're kind of in this society now where we just throw things away Mm -hmm. you know perfectly perfectly fine things that Mm -hmm. are resellable valuable uh, you know, some somebody else will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Printer paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, toner. He, he found in dumpsters and resold it. It's amazing. In the article, he said that if he thought he felt like if he could do it full time, he'd make around two hundred fifty thousand a year. 
Well, see, that's what I understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you know, like, I know what you're going to say. Why doesn't he just do that full time? Yeah. But I don't know. I think, like, my wife likes to take, she'll do random freelance photo shoots for mm-hmm. for couples, engagements, yep. or, you know, whatever. But if yeah. she did it full time, I don't think she'd like it as much. Oh, yeah. Actually, she told me she wouldn't like it as much. It'd be right. a lot more stressful. She wouldn't appreciate the hobby as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's no doubt that she couldn't do it. She's very talented, but right. you know, she also likes her other career as well. And so, yeah. So maybe it's kind of one of those things where he doesn't want to do it full time right. because it would be a little bit, it's fun. Yeah. And, and then if it becomes his job, then right. it's like too stressful. And like, yeah, man, you gotta be, you gotta be a special kind of cat to do this. Uh, I have, a fr- I have a couple friends who are uh, acquaintances who are dumpster divers and, oh, really? uh, they, you got, well, the, the the really impressive thing about these um, people is that you have to have this working knowledge of how much something is worth right. at all times. Yep. Yeah. Like, he, this guy... Is this thing going to sell? Is it not? You know, right. Yeah. This guy talks mm-hmm. about, you know, hopping into an Office Max uh, dumpster and, and finding this surveillance system. And he knew, like, immediately how much... It was worth $419 new. Yeah. And so he knew, like, yeah. how much... You know, just, mm-hmm. just having that domain knowledge is really impressive. Something well, I don't have the time for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of people don't. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the other part about this that's interesting is the uh, legalities of diving the dumpers, dumpsters on private property. Uh, and they, the article goes through this and talks about it a little bit and says that it's kind of like a weird gray area. There have been, you know, the Supreme Court ruled in, in 1988 that you could, like anything that's on public, you know, property you can you can jump into and check out but if you're going to private property which a lot of times you know if you're trying to dive into an office max yeah i feel like that's private. that's that's gonna be a <laughs> private property but he, he said he just always observes the rule of like if somebody asks him about it you know just move on and, mm-hmm. and walk away and yeah. he's never had any problems uh with that i so. mean who really care like would you really i think i would care just because somebody's rooting around in my garbage and like yeah. on my property yeah not so much that they're finding stuff that they can use like if oh, i thought Glenn, they could use it i've got nothing to hide <laughs> well yeah right like if if he wants to come to my house and root, root through my garbage i mean well he might get some printer paper out of it yeah, maybe some toner maybe some toner <laughs> but uh mm. my security's locked down wow so yeah no doubt so anyway glenn okay well Fortress. Look, if uh, the gentleman thing doesn't work out for us, mm-hmm. um, which I'm bullish on, by the way. Well, I, I am too. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, this kid, I mean, the, we, we might have just found right. our next thing. We got an office max just, in our town. Yeah, we we just like we'll just load up old red. <laughs> we may have to push go it up down. some hills. Yeah, and and go uh, <laughs> go do some dumpster diving. Okay. 250 grand a year? Hey, that doesn't sound too bad. I'm sure my brother will help. Yeah, you know? exactly. There are three ways. Yeah. Hey, man. it's uh, We live in a college town, right? That's There's right. a lot of turnover. That's right. So, yeah. Okay. So, we, well, this, I mean, okay. uh, this, if anything, out of gentlemen, uh, we've learned that we could go dumpster diving and make a good living. So, uh, anyway, Glenn, uh, next up, <clears throat> you posted this thing wow. to gentlemen.com. Which I is did. I ex- did. Unbelievably interesting to me. It's a, it's it's a, it's like a PSA um, that I feel like everyone should know, and that is the title of the the title of this article. 
this informative piece of mm-hmm. journalism is yep. I put Pringles in the fridge and it changed my life. All right. This article is written by uh, Heva Lang. Lang. Okay. I'm taking some liberties with the pronunciation of, yep. of this writer's name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was doing what all of us have done. You know, was at a bachelor part, bachelorette party. Yep. Um, you know, was at the hotel and looked at the hotel refrigerator and noticed that they were selling Pringles. Food's at a premium. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're selling you know, Pringles. You, you're you're at a you're at a disadvantage because you got to you're you're moving quick. Right. They you know, get you. You got to be able to get that food down quick and all that stuff. Right. Right. They're 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 preying on the convenience aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but she noticed there's some something odd in the refrigerator, and that was a can of Pringles. And so she. So she packed that away, and at a later date, she decided, you know what? I'm going to try this Pringle in the fridge thing. Hmm. And she said she tried it, and it was amazing. And apparently, according to the article, not only does she wholeheartedly approve cold Pringles, okay. she's, she goes on to, to say that, um, it, very eloquently, she describes what it's like to eat a cold Pringle, which is okay. worth, worth the price of admission right there. But then the author, Heva, goes on to um, explain some of the science behind why a cold Pringle is fantastic. And basically, chip, potato chips have like no water in them mm-hmm. so that uh, the molecules are... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to do my best here. The molecules are prone to telegraphing a temperature change in your mouth. Basically, Ava, the, the lack of moisture... Yes. In the potato chips means that you can refrigerate them and they don't change their structure at all. So Yes. Yes. So basically you uh, you can enjoy the coldness right. of a chip. The cold sensation. Yeah, the cold yeah. sensation without mm-hmm. any downsides. Right, right. There's no right. It, right. Brian Yeah. So oh. it's like, you know, you could you could totally, you know, enjoy a little bit of a chill on that chip. Because sometimes if you refrigerate something or freeze it or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, you can't Changes freeze a steak. Nope. And then enjoy that. Freeze a steak. It's good lord, man. Crazy talk. Whoa. I know. Whoa. But uh, apparently with Pringles, you can. So she she tried this out, and this is I I'm intrigued. I, I I'm intrigued by. I want to give this a shot. Yeah. Um, Brian, I feel like you've like. Do you just read scientific journals for fun? I mean, you just synthesize that no i uh you know but i am a pringles fan well <laughs> so you were heavily invested i in. was so i was reading every line like, line well, line. like oh okay so put it in the refrigerator and chemical then that makes sense and then so chemical protein chain. And, 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 yeah okay <laughs> uh so anyway yeah i'm a big pringles fan so uh so i might have to give this a shot we'll see well okay so to just wrap this thing up, mm-hmm. um, it turns out, according to the author, that not yep. all chips are created equal right. when put in the fridge. Okay. And Pringles are uniquely positioned because of their shape and their thin waferness. Right. Okay. Waferness. Yep. That's a word. Yeah. Uh, so she recommends um, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And she tried a bunch of other things like Cheetos, mm. which were no that bueno. See, no I, bueno. I could see that that being bad. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. It seems like it'd be bad. So. Yeah. Anyway, you should read the article and decide for yourself, yeah. good listener, whether or not cold yeah, Pringles are... A, there's not a big downside to putting a can of Pringles in your refrigerator. It just warm and, up. And maybe, you know, it, it tickles your fancy. A, 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 a jar of Pringles costs like 100 or 
cost hundred like cents, a dollar and thirty cents, or something like that. I want to say that's how much a jar of Pringles costs. A dollar thirty. Um, so yeah. you could you could get a can, put them in there. Well, see what happens. And according Why to the science, you're not going to ruin it if you take it out of the fridge nope. because the composition doesn't change. Exactly, everything's so. going to be fine. So anyway, uh, really interesting article. We'll report back. I really appreciate people taking on new frontiers in snack foods. <laughs> this is brave because new world. This is this this is important to me. I, I appreciate snack foods a great deal. The only thing about this article that kind of freaked me out was she was talking about bachelorette parties, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. said something about leftover taco bell mm. and here's the thing mm-hmm. i like taco bell a lot mm-hmm. yep but the thought of taco bell <laughs> that had been left out <laughs> is, if you no leftover uh, there's a lot of things i'll eat that are leftover pizza and yes pizza uh high-end restaurants yeah 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 taco bell nope is not on the list no. of things that are okay to eat leftover. So um, I'm a little worried about her opinions right. about uh, right. how good things taste. So And, yeah, I mean, foods like that have a half-life, right? Like McDonald's, that is not good leftover. You, yeah, you, you can't you put that in the fridge. And anything <laughs> yeah. past, like, ten minutes yeah. is no. gone. You, like, yeah, that, that's a lost cause. You can't no, no, move on. I yeah, mean, you you're, you're in dire straits yeah. if you're picking up a, a, a Big Mac after it's been out for, like, an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, anyway. Well, okay, Glenn. I, I, I should add, Brian, one, yeah. one final part, parting thought. They We do have a data point on this. Uh, gentleman member Aaron Fletcher commented that he tried it and he just doesn't get it. Okay. And he wanted to make sure that the article wasn't an April Fool's joke. Wow. That's uh, an interesting. So kind of okay. harsh. Kind that of is harsh. harsh. But I'm glad that. But, but we need this. Yeah. I'm glad that Aaron double checked that thing. Data for is us. data. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, well, there the gentleman community comes in Oof. and, and uh, makes a comment and figures everything out right there. So, controversy. Mm. Well, uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that's, uh, you know. We've got some conflicting opinions. We can we can go check it out ourselves and and see how it goes. Uh, um, and that means it's time for the toast this week, Lynn. Mm-hmm. And this week uh, we're going to talk about Mr. Fleming Begay Senior. Uh, and this is another one of those times, unfortunately, where we have somebody that mm-hmm. was a really important figure in American history. Uh, that's recently passed away and he is a 97 year old he was a 97 year old uh, war veteran Mm -hmm. that was one of the original Navajo code talkers Mm -hmm. and uh, this guy was did an incredible service to the US military to the US in general he like Depending on who you talk to, you could say that the Navajo Code Talkers might have turned the tide in the war. Uh, And Mm -hmm. they were able to um, go in to the situation in Iwo Jima, and they passed more than 800 error-free messages in 48 hours that were indecipherable uh, by the opposing Japanese forces. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... Uh, you think about that contribution that those people made and 
the ability to communicate in a mm-hmm. clear, straightforward manner mm-hmm. and have it be error-free is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And this guy ended up uh, living to be 97 years old, uh, probably had a long, full life, and unfortunately recently passed away. So Yeah, it, he was honored at the White House in 2017 Okay, um, for his service in the war i think they said there were what 400 code talkers yep and and he's like one of the last six i believe one of the last six surviving i think so i think uh, Mm -hmm. according to this article um yeah man what an incredible story i've always been fascinated by i mean there's a movie made you know wind talkers Mm -hmm. um but just the whole concept of code you know using navajo language and um that must (laughs) have I can't imagine that have been like like having the the fate of a war basically pinned on you mm-hmm. and having to send 800 messages. I mean, he didn't personally, but like the group did in 48 yeah. hours. Yeah, error free. Yep, unbelievable. Uh, it's pretty incredible. I, um, you know, it's one of those things that you don't really hear about or thinking about too too often. But uh, without uh, people like Mister Begay. And, and countless others. I mean, you know, 400 other uh, people as well would have been would have been a different outcome and might be living in a different world right now. So, all right, Glenn. Well, let's uh, cheers to Mr. Fleming Begay. Cheers. Senior. That's right. Okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the... Um, <clears throat> hot and Bunny topic. topic. And this week, Glenn... Um, Some interesting things have been happening on the <laughs> Amazon front. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's this device that they have apparently yeah. called Alexa, mm-hmm. which uh, apparently is supposed to be a. Which apparently. Alexa is supposed to be like a voice assistant, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you're supposed to have it in your house. Yep. And she's supposed to. Sorry, or, I don't know that. Uh, she's supposed to. Uh, you know, you ask her questions. Yes. And ask her to play music, and you do this or that. But what's come to light actually is that Amazon employs thousands of people. To listen to recordings from people's houses mm. and improve their search algorithm based on those recordings. Mm-hmm. So basically, they have human beings listening in to mm-hmm. thousands of uh, personal recordings yep. from people's houses every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. I believe it's around 90 recordings a day that they're supposed to listen to and uh, and, unit? and be able to uh, put into different categories okay. and, and you know help improve Alexa's right, the voice commands commands and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, so it's a crazy situation because you have the okay, so you're you're basically put like pe- you have people putting in listening devices right into their homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of privacy impl- implications. There's yeah. a lot of that's true. You know, a, a lot of people 
could take those things the wrong way. And uh, I know that I'm for this. Mm-hmm. I know you would be. And uh, and you're against it. So, well, Brian, um, I don't think our forefathers would have appreciated the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Right. Um, if they knew that someone, a private entity, was going to be spying mm-hmm. on yeah. us, and yeah. having other people employed to spy right. on. Right, Amazon's customers right I mean, now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're probably listening in on this podcast as we speak. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah, they they're catching, and I'm using air quotes here, key phrases for yeah. the, to right. improve their mm-hmm. quote unquote service. Right. Let me tell you now, right now, Brian, this is just a backdoor into uh, some very serious personal security privacy. Implications. There's a lot of implications. Uh, a lot of implications. So yeah. the lawyer in me yeah. is just, yeah. you know, I'm really worried about this, Brian. Yeah. I think... I can sense that you're really... Oh, I'm, I'm shaking. I'm trembling. I'm ups- You're upset about it. I'm trembling. I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't know where to begin. Where do I begin? Yeah. Um, first of all, let me tell you, Brian, yep. I, I feel like uh, Jeff Bezos has gone one too far. He's, he's gone rogue. Maybe yeah, like he's a gone. Too far. He, he's gone Elon Musk mm-hmm. on us here, yeah. and uh, I uh, I, f- I feel like he thinks that uh, he's untouchable. That's right. Um, but yeah. we're gonna touch him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, ca- that came out a little wrong. We. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna reach out and touch Jeff Bezos. Right. Right. Well, Alexa is recording this right now, oh, so probably programmed it whenever anybody says Jeff getting Bezos. Getting an email right now uh, that says. Well, yeah, yeah, but maybe, yeah, so maybe you do. Well, uh, so the thing is, I, I'm i fine with this. I'm totally fine with this. Oh, Brian, 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 Brian. This is no big deal, right? Like, I have nothing to hide. Mm. So all my conversations, you can record all of them. I mean, you can record every single one of them. And uh, sure, I mean, there might be some nuggets in there of something that you could use against me. I mean, you know, I don't know why that was so. But as a whole, I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling Uh, very, uh, I'm feeling very uh, spry about my conversations. Uh, Right, you know, walking through. I mean, let's okay. Let's think about this. Let's back up a little bit and think about this from a high level. Yeah, from a high level. Okay, so. I mean, okay. think about all the conversations that go on in your house on a daily basis. Yep. Times oh. 365. Oh, I'm thinking about them. And, uh, what, I mean, what's somebody going to glean from that? You know what I mean? Well, like, I, I, you know what? They're going to hear me complaining about my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, Eating Chick Fil A. Well, yeah, okay. And uh, maybe getting a McDonald's burger every now and again. Don't get it to go. You know, got to eat it right there. Taco Bell, maybe. Not sometimes. To go. Uh, that's what you're gonna hear me doing is eating Taco Bell, complaining about my life, and uh, and stuff like that. So I I don't know if there's anything Bezos can figure out from listening to all my conversations. Let me ask you this, Brian. Yeah. 
It's been reported that some of these employees, that they, the physical employees that they yep. hired to transcribe these, which I trust implicitly, right? Yeah, I think they have what sixteen thousand. Yeah, sixteen thousand. They've all I, been I vetted. Think they're all I security think they're all clearance. Good. Yep. Um, one of them actually, it has been reported that they might have actually heard a potential crime in progress. Oh wow! Let me ask you this, Brian. Yeah. Do you think? Those perpetrators would have committed that crime if they knew somebody was listening. I, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. Well, I do. The answer is no. Okay. And that is uh, a personal liberty that I feel like they they're missing out on. <laughs> right. Right. Well, how dare they? Now, try when, to. I will say that from your perspective, I can see where you're saying where you're coming from this because let me tell you something. Mm. Have you um, have you noticed how? Now all of Amazon's packages are delivered by like a private company. Yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah. You you never know who's delivering your package. Yeah. It's not the UPS. No, it's not. Yeah. And today I was sitting up in my office <laughs> and I heard a guy outside of my house yep. screaming profanities at somebody. Seriously? Yes. Wow. And so Naturally, I walked down to my front door to find out what the hell was going on. Right. And it was the Amazon delivery guy was on the phone with somebody and was having some serious problems, apparently. (laughs) And he threw the package on the deck and then kept screaming into his phone and walked away. Was it fragile? (sighs) My personality... (laughs) Uh, at that moment, I was like, man, this guy's pretty mad. I don't know what's going on here. But um, but that's, you know, I, I'm not trying to say because I'll also say I've had some delivery people come over here from Amazon that are super, they look, I mean, super nice. Yeah. I, I've had interactions with them. They're awesome. Yeah. But Amazon doesn't care who they're hiring to do this stuff. Got to get that same day delivery. Got to get the same day delivery. Got to have somebody to just push a button on whether this right. uh, conversation right. matches up with the audio that right. they're listening to. Just just give me the drones, right? I'd rather have drone delivery, I think. Yeah, I think the drone deliveries, <laughs> that would be better. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, we, we could have had the hot button about the uh, Amazon... Uh, non-UPS yeah. delivery. That's service. a that's a whole. Obviously, I'm for that. I know uh, you are. Yeah, uh, I know you're big you on know, that. I like being inclusive yeah. and letting anybody deliver my packages. Oh, I, I know you do. They yeah. don't have to be wearing you know UPS right. You know yeah uniforms, right. Brian. Yeah, right. I'll be right. This is another conversation. Yeah, uh, but um, wow. But yeah, it makes me a little bit concerned about Amazon's. A level of quality control in situations like that. Yeah, I feel like they kind of play a little loosey goosey when it comes to like the end product. Like, we'll sell you this for cheap. Well, it'll be here today, but how you get it is going to be the real coup de gras. Their package delivery service. <laughs> it's not only that experience. There was one time where I walked outside. <laughs> And there was a package on Laura's car, and her wind, like on her windshield, they had put it underneath the 
<laughs> underneath the windshield wiper? Yeah, underneath the windshield wiper. And I was like, I... This... This seems yeah, harder. I, I, I think it was a windy day. But it's like, no, just you have a mailbox. We have a mailbox. We have a we have a we have a front porch. Oh my gosh. That you can just That's put that fantastic. Sh- that you can just put that on. And the thought of them going over and like messing with their car to put the Amazon package, I was like, this is you, you can't Oh. So anyway, I've had a couple of bad experiences in that yeah. regard. So my point is that I, I think, Glenn, maybe you're onto something. Maybe my cavalier attitude about mm. Alexa just listening to everything that I say uh, could be... I only listen after you say the wake word. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't, Alexa. We know that you're you lying. saucy minx. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I could be wrong. So I'll, I'll concede Oof. that point. But... Um, I don't know, Glenn. We're going to have to keep our eyes on this. Because yeah. We, we, we always uh, report on things and then follow up on them. Uh, and this is going to be no different. So, Yeah. I, I Look, I want to I assume the best Yeah, of companies like Amazon yeah, and Google. Yeah. But they've given me nothing but reason to doubt them, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Glenn. Let's, let's move on to something more positive. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about the, uh, question from the gentleman mailbag. And this week, Glenn, I, I just returned from a lovely little trip over to a place that we know and love called Key West. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you were asking me earlier, what, what's, what's the best part about Key West? Yeah. And, uh, so what, what are your, like, you've been to Key West a couple times. What, what are your thoughts on this matter? I have been to Key West. Now, um, my favorite part of Key West there's just something, there's a, if we're going to just talk about key, so the Florida Keys, there's like, I don't know how yeah, many Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, well, it's yeah, a lot of Keys. Not not so much just Key West. I guess the Florida Keys, yeah. I, I would say if we're just going to go Key West, there's yeah. just a vibe in Key West that you can't replicate. I, I've never, I've never had that anywhere else. It's kind of laid back and like fun mm-hmm. and yep. outgoing yep. and everybody's there for a good time, but not yep. like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mardi Gras, but yeah. like a step or two down from Mardi Gras. Yeah, okay. But yeah. the keys, I love. They're a magical place, Brian. Yeah. They, uh, if you go further north in the keys, I think there's. Um, I love ocean. I love the water, mm-hmm. and they have some fantastic beaches. Yeah. Just beautiful, gorgeous. Nobody's around them. It's a. It's really weird. Um, how how empty they can be at most times. So. I never, I never thought I'd be into going to Florida. Right. But the keys are a little different. Yeah. Um, and I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I go there every year pretty much now. Well, I guess, yeah. Every Past year. few years, yeah. Yeah. So. Somebody once told me, uh, an, uh, uh, a local, Key West local. Yeah. Oh, well, a, a Florida Keys local, mm-hmm. one of the keys. And she said basically that if you live in the keys, you're... You're running away from something, okay. And if you're visiting the Keys, how do, oh, I can't remember how they worded that. Basically, the Keys are full of people who are running away from something, mm-hmm. and they want an idealistic place to like yep. live and enjoy nature, basically. Yeah, and just relax mm-hmm. and kind of chill out. Yeah, 
And I, I wouldn't call, I have a hard time calling the Keys part of Florida. It's so much different than, yeah. than Florida. It's it's way different, it seems like. Um, yeah, absolutely. I uh, My take on it is, and, and this is one of the things that we talked about uh, several people down there about, was that it's a unique interaction with the locals. Yep. Where, especially in Key West, yeah. um, tourism's their big economy, so... Um, a lot of places you go and they're like, oh, I hate the tourists. When I was in Ireland, I had a interaction with a guy that was a local and he was like, I hate you. Yeah. He was super <laughs> pissed that I was in his town, Yeah, you know, cause he's like, this is my town and you know, what are you doing here? And, uh, I've never had anything like that in Key West. They, they're, you know, they, they know they're kind of dependent on having people come in that want to go appreciate that that town and and uh, we try to be respectful of it right you know i hope we are and um try to <laughs> as much as you can remember try to try to do things the right way but um so they have a very kind of laid back chill thing about the tourists that come into town you know um i could definitely see uh, a town that would be you know uh, very anti kind of tourists right. because it would kind of be against what they're what they're built on but um they're they're always really nice super mm-hmm. accommodating super fun to talk to super fun to learn stuff from so just laid back just laid back yeah and- just laid back and and not too worried and um yeah. and you know like i said we always try to be super respectful of them and and i know it's their town and we're just visiting so I know it's not unique to the Keys, but I notice it a lot more there. They kind of have, because the sunsets are so amazing on the mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. they make a big deal about the sunset. And yeah. everybody goes and watches the sunset, and they're like, all right, we made another day. You know, like yeah. that. They celebrate every day. Yeah, right. And no, there's not many places that are like that. That's true. Think. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. It's like, it's a good day. We made yeah. it. We made it through. So Let's maybe, do another one. Maybe we should uh, move down to the Keys then. Every day is a new know. day, Brian. Yeah, every day is a new day. <laughs> Could be doing a gentleman podcast from the Florida Keys next time. Man, that would be... I I, I, I could move... I could live there. I don't think my wife could do that. Um, yeah. It'd be a hard sell on yeah. a lot of different fronts. I mean, you've already... I'm already, I'm already bought in... Uh, I'm, yep. I'm I'm for this 110. percent Okay, this right. is not a hot button well, topic. No, it's not. Oh, we okay. are fully aligned. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, so we just got to convince other uh, people, other people to yeah. get on board with it, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. I guess we'll have to work on that, Glenn. Um, so I think that I like, to sum up, I think that the people around the uh, Florida Keys are, are probably the the best thing about it. Yeah, I would nice. say secondarily, some of the seafood and <laughs> yeah. food that I had while I was down there. Yeah. Really solid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just the ocean views and, and uh, you know, everything about being down at the edge of the world is, yeah. is pretty yeah uh, pretty different yeah. than what I'm used to every day. So that that makes it a little easier. And then having some time to sit and contemplate mm-hmm. life. There's not a lot of stuff to do. No. I mean, there's limited yeah, there's options. No, mm-mm. You know, and so you're uh, you're kind of down there just uh, thinking about. It's weird. You're you're thinking you're down there in paradise, thinking about everything that's going wrong in your life. 
<laughs> you know? It's great. <laughs> it's great. It is. Sometimes you just need that. You need yeah. that extra perspective. So, um, so anyway, Glenn, that would be my take on it. And so if you haven't gone to the Florida Keys, I would highly recommend it. I fear that our ringing endorsement of this place is going to overcrowd. It on, it's going to be ears. like, you know... Italy and 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 yep. you know yeah just overrun with tourists basically. You should go to Paris. <laughs> Paris is great. You should go to Auckland. Auckland. New Zealand is pretty great. awesome. I hear. Yeah. So the Florida Keys, eh, yeah. you know, don't listen to us. We're just nostalgic. Yeah, you should listen to us. You should okay. go to the Florida Keys. Yeah, go to the Keys. Um, should also listen to us though that. The episode of the Gentleman Podcast is nearing completion. Uh, episode number 158. And uh, Glenn, what an episode it was. It's like sunset on the Florida Keys. Mm. You know, it's the end of the episode. We made another We made one. another episode. We made another episode. We made another episode. We had um, a great beer. I had great beer. Great talk. That's right. We disagreed on the Alexa situation. But also agreed. But maybe. also, at the end of the day, maybe we agreed. Yeah. Um, mm. I just want to say, everybody, thanks for listening to episode number 158 of the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Uh, see you guys in two weeks for episode number 159. Good night. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.